What an awesome declaration of faith that St. Peter makes today. Here the Lord is aware of what's being said about him around the region. But he wants to get a confirmation from the disciples. So who are people saying that I am? Well, they've heard the rumors. Well, you're like John the Baptist or Elijah or Jeremiah, one of the other prophets. That was a a wonderful statement, but it wasn't the truth. So he says to them, so to who do you say that I am? And wonderful Peter, the first to always open his mouth, not always telling, not always really knowing what he's saying. But words of wisdom come out of his mouth this time. He says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Notice that he didn't say, you are a or a, he says, you are the, very important statement. Because there were a lot of prophets that were declared anointed. That's what Christ means, to be anointed. All the chief priests were anointed. But they were not the Christ. So it's quite a statement that Peter would make. So profound that it came from God the Father. Because he was the only one who could give that inspiration. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And the Lord declares to Simon, interesting, Simon, son of Jonah. And he changes Simon's name to Simon Peter. Peter, which in the Greek means rock. You are rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church. You are the foundation of what is to come. And because of I'm giving you that command, you're also going to have a great gift. You're going to be able to hear people's confessions. And you can hold some of their sins bound or you can loose so they'll be loosed in heaven. What a gift he has given the disciples. First to Peter and then the others. And through tradition and through history, that has been given down to the priests and bishops of the church. What an awesome responsibility that is. It was interesting in the seminary we were taught, you can either forgive people's sins or you can hold them to make them accountable for what they have done. When does that happen? Usually the most obvious is when there's a murder. If someone comes to a priest and say, I've murdered someone, they cannot forgive that person until they've done something about it. They have to turn themselves in. Because there's not an absolute forgiveness for that until something has taken place. There has to be reparation for what we've done. That's true in a confessional anytime when it comes to the, the wonderful sacrament that it is. That if you're not sorry for your sins, then it's not forgiven. 
but the awesome responsibility of the priest to be able to forgive. It's a wonderful sacrament. I love being able to celebrate with that for people. To see the tears of joys that come after confession. As I've said before, when I was at the youth convention, and to have people go away from the sacrament with great joy in their hearts. And at the last one I was attending, one of the priests said, I need to come to confession to you because I've seen everybody that leaves you with a smile on their face. Sometimes tears, but it was also a smile. Because he he said, I see you giving people joy. That's what the sacrament is about, giving people joy because they've been forgiven of their sins. It's sad since the 60s that people don't go to confession anymore. Our sins really aren't that bad. Sin is sin. And to be forgiven of our sins is such a great gift that God gives to us. He freely forgives us of our sins. What's tragic during this epidemic that we're going through is I can't have the sacrament because I have to keep myself distanced. But those sins that are happening, yes, they're held bound for that time. But once this epidemic is past us, this pandemic, then the sacrament is so open. Come and be released from those sins that have built up. God forgives us, and he wants to keep us in his loving hands. It's interesting at the end of today's gospel, the Lord orders the disciples not to tell anyone that he is the Christ. You'd wonder why he would do that. Because he knew his moment was not yet. It was still to come. But he gave this wonderful authority to Peter to say, you're going to be carrying on this mission. You're going to be challenged. But that's okay. Because I am going to be with you by the gift of the Holy Spirit. That same Holy Spirit that is with us at this moment. The Holy Spirit that comes upon the gifts that we offer on this altar. Transforming them from bread and wine into the body and blood of Christ. There's no greater gift that we can receive than to receive Christ completely in the fullness of who he is. To receive that gift and to be able to take it forth out of this church and present it to our brothers and sisters. Bring them the peace and the love of Christ. May we be filled with that grace that he offers us. To be willing to sacrifice ourselves for the sake of our brothers and sisters. May the Lord open our heart, our minds, our eyes, our hands to be able to be that witness, that grace for one another.